This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Exonix Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Exonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of Pottery, yeah! Well, happy Corona 19, or sort of COVID 19 and coronavirus. I don't know why they changed the name there, but uh, that might have been something to do with uh, Corona. Sounds too nice, doesn't it? The crown and all that, king of the viruses. You don't want to be scaring people, I suppose. And COVID 19 makes it sound it's already uh, out of date, it's already on the decline. But it's not, of course. It's it's in in um, full swing at the moment, and uh, it's uh, quite a big impact, I'm sure, on lots of you people. Obviously, uh, I've no work now because being a being an entertainer, and no one's going the live entertainer, I should say. No one's going to gigs, uh, so that's it. But I presume if you were, if we were, uh, there's nothing being filmed either. There's no camera crews shooting anything. There's no uh, groups of people. Uh, meeting anywhere so that so it's anything uh, to do and it's all over the world which is quite unbelievable because during the last crash 2007 2008 2000, up to up to after 2010 even uh, if you were doing live shows and there wasn't much work in Ireland you could go abroad and, and get work uh, America or the Middle East or even bits in the UK which that's all gone now everyone is banjaxed Banjaxed. So it's been about uh, a week and a half since it all kicked in here in Ireland, and um, I've been keeping busy. So I've been doing sketches and stuff like that, and I'm coming out. And today I'm sitting in the car out near uh, Oldbridge in County Meath. I want to say. But it could be loud. And uh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. Now, the one thing that's amazing about it is, I suppose, it's just people, I should say, that are being affected by this. Everything else goes on. Nature continues. Nature is 
looking very good. <laughs> and springtime, you know, birds are chirping, you know. Unlike the um, bird flu, of course, they were the the things you'd be afraid of and they were the victims. But now it's just us. Swine flu, pigs, they got a hard time. Um, but we were getting it as well, of course. Um, but, uh, y- yeah, like, it's quite incredible. I suppose it uh, makes you feel like, uh, well, nature is far stronger than the human race. Nature would carry on. If we were wiped out, it'd be a lovely planet. (laughs) It'd be lovely. It would actually be lovely. I just was walking the other day and just heard the birds singing and everything and everything's beautiful. Imagine. Sure, all the nature would just take over the whole, um, all the towns and the roads and uh, would be overgrown within a few years wouldn't it so uh, there's a thought but I mean so it it could be a lesson to us all that we can uh, you know pull back a bit and work with nature and that money isn't doesn't matter a damn if you're sick so uh, it might be I mean it's not that message isn't really kicking in I don't think in the US but it will I'm sure um, who knows maybe when this is over and who who knows how long it's going to last um, will things change I don't know I hope they do I hope it makes people just appreciate being alive being alive is the best thing going for a walk everyone's out going for walks and um, okay it's not good when it's crowded but that's because a lot of people are just going to the same places you know like Glendalough and um I can't remember where the Tremor or whatever I heard. But, uh, like, there's lots of places to go for walks. Uh, There's enough places in Ireland. We're not a very populated country to go for a walk without being near people. Uh, So that's... uh, So I've been doing little runs and stuff and walks and trying to be uh, productive in that sense. But, of course, every time I wake up, every morning I wake up, and if I've got a little sniffle or a... eh, eh, I just clear my oh my god that that could be it that could be it I'm so paranoid about getting it uh, that uh, I'm so aware of anything in my body like a sniffle or a runny nose or a bit of a headache or a, a kind of bit of phlegm in my throat or just feeling a bit achy you know it's crazy um, um, it's I'm fine though and I hope you're all fine. And so this is going to this is going to be a chat with Al Foran, who uh, Al Foran, sorry, Foran, who uh, is a great impressionist comedian, comedian and impressionist. And uh, just to warn you, just during this chat, it's a while, it's about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, possibly. So we were not very serious about the coronavirus because it hadn't really kicked in. Might uh, might not even be two weeks ago. I can't. Uh, must obviously before the big shutdown, but uh, uh, I'd say around it was around the twelfth of March or something like that. And um, uh, so we do kind of we don't make light of it, but we certainly haven't realised how serious it is. Um, and I think we kind of say there's a lot of panic on the media, and it's a bit overblown. But turns out it wasn't overblown. And uh, maybe what I I think I I make a laugh about somebody saying we need to collect our get seeds and start sowing our own 
vegetables and stuff. And uh, maybe, maybe that's what we should be doing. Back to nature. Back. Well, that's not nature, is it? Nature isn't. Uh, that's cultivation. Back to farming. That's not nature. That's uh, um, that's uh, cutting down nature and sowing your own plants. So that's not back to nature. But uh, just technical point there. Anyway, so this is Al Foran and uh, uh, yeah, enjoy this and I'll see you on the other side. Al, are you from Dublin? From Dublin, yeah. What part of Dublin from? Port Marnock. Well, well, no, actually, mm. no. I, I say that I, I moved to Port Marnock in 1997 when I was six, but I was born in, I, like, my first home was in Ashburn in County Mead. Oh, so technically it? I'm a Mead man. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm back in Mead now in Betty's town. Yeah. yeah. I grew up only down the road from Ashburn in Ballarat. It's not far. I don't know oh, if you not know. not too far, yeah. Yeah. But Ashburn is basically like, I know it's technically in Mead, but it's basically a part of Dublin, isn't it? I would look at it as as, as Dublin now, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know what? When I was growing up, Ashburn had a big cattle mart and a massive grain a warehouse right in the middle of the town yeah. where Duns is now. Okay, These yeah. massive warehouses that yes, were full I of grain. Yes, I do remember them, yeah. Full yeah. of grain. Yeah. There used to be lots of rats in there, wasn't there? I would there imagine. Was, there was anywhere lot, there's yeah. grain, there's rats. Yeah, there was a ton of them in there. I remember, I actually remember driving past them all the time as a kid. Because yeah. my mom, my dad's family business was based in Ashburn. My auntie lived in Ashburn. My uncle lived in Ashburn. So oh, they right. were construction, C&M construction. Mm. They would have been up near where the garden centre was. That was their offices. Right. And then my mum had a hair salon in Ashburn as well. A what? A hair salon. My mum was a hairdresser. Oh, a hair salon. I thought you said a hearse something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not that grim, no. <laughs> a hearse rental place. <laughs> you rent out a hearse. Yeah. <laughs> no, a hair salon, yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and... Uh, I remember actually going there as well. There used to be a, a, I don't know if they still do it, there's a hunt uh, on um, Stevens's Day and it's would start oh. in Ashbourne. It's probably not happening now. The hunts aren't very politically correct. Okay, yeah. But they'd no, all be no. there in their horses and red coats and little hats and they'd have a drink before they went off on the hunt right. fr- from the hunter's moon. Oh, from the <laughs> hunter's moon, okay. And they'd have a, be drinking on their horses. And then they go off after a, a stag, like they they chase a stag. Oh, okay. To- yeah, totally probably isn't happening now. Yeah. But that's when it was uh, Ashbourne. Now it's yeah, Ash- yeah. Now, now it's Ashbourne. Ashbourne, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> and when you were growing up then, were you, uh, let's get straight into your, uh, your yeah. impressions. Were you doing impressions uh, of, of, yeah, of people? Yeah. Uh, for, like, from what age do you reckon you were doing that? Um... I'd say around nine or ten. Really? Yeah. Like any other impressionist you'd, you'd talk to, they'd, they'd tell you, you know, I started off impersonating my family members, and that's what I did. Yeah. Um, my aunties, my uncles. I remember my, my parents. Um, my parents got married when I was ten years old um, yeah. and had the big wedding, and I remember getting up at the top table, had a mic in hand, and I remember impersonating my Uncle Jerry, really? my Uncle Jimmy, my Auntie Maureen, my mom, my dad. 
So yeah, as, as early as that, that's when I started it's doing them. Brilliant. It's such an amazing skill. I mean, even <laughs> I can imagine you when you're doing that, people are just cracking up going, yeah, that's, especially <laughs> when you know the person, because I know uh, John Cleary is a very good mimic as well. Oh, you know, he's John brilliant, Cleary. yeah. And I always want him to do other comedians that I know, not yeah. famous people, but, yeah. and I'm just, it just cracks oh, me up. Oh, John's incredible. Yeah. John is incredible. His his um his Tony Soprano impression is absolutely brilliant. Right, right. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard him do that. It's like Yeah, I've heard him so doing good. it on stage actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> He's yeah. brilliant. But yeah. he does uh, he does Max he does Dave Max Does he? Well, yeah, which is well, he able from working with, with Dave for such a for such a long period of time. Yeah. He got so used to him and he was able to impersonate yeah. him. Yeah. And he and he'd do Patrick McDonald as well. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> but um all right, and then uh, did you actually perform it like as a kid? Did you actually perform doing um, no, not really. Not not until I was eighteen. Like I've, no. I had start the f- the first kind of set of impressions. What I'd call is the first category of impressions I started doing was football. So I was mm. mad into football from a young age, and I would be doing like I think Sir Alex was probably one of my first ones, and Jeff Stelling from Gillette Soccer Saturday on the three o'clock on the Saturday afternoon. I'd take him off. Yeah, you know, and then it evolved into doing actors, um, as well. So when I was yeah. 18 years old, the year, my leaving, the year I was doing my leaving cert, in sixth year, like, I just decided to um, go over to a mate's gaff on a Saturday afternoon um, and got a, cat, a, a camcorder and they filmed me doing loads of impressions. I did, like, feckin', at the time, like, when they were popular, I did, what was it, Jedward. I did them, like, right, you know. Yeah. But I, and then I did the Mourinho's and De Niro's. Yeah. and Pacino's and loads of other different kind of characters. Um, and so would you uh, watch these people over and over? Is that yeah. uh, that's what you do? Yeah, I, I, I like when, when I started taking it up seriously, like started taking it seriously, then I would kind of get onto my laptop and just watch constant interviews and, and find certain inflections in their voice. Yeah. Um, and that that's when I started taking it seriously. But before that, like I just it kind of naturally came to me because I, I probably watched too much TV and sports, you know? I, I studied film in, in college, so that's why I do a, a, f- a good few of the actors as well, Yeah, you know? And, um, like, with that, when I did those videos, I, I went viral in Port Marnock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I ended yeah. up doing my first gig uh, a month later. Really? Yeah, and and like you, you know, you've seen you've seen my my set obviously when we were in Dubai, and it is it's very much improv is is yeah. kind of the main thing in my set, and uh, I had the script for I had the script and it lasted about twenty minutes with the script in Port Marnock. It's one hundred and fifty people went to this. Like uh. this was in the Mar- the Martello room. It used yeah. to be called the live room in Port Marnock in the PSLC. All right. Like Jason Byrne has played there. Tommy Turner's played there. Um, PJ Gallagher's played there. It's it's a good, yeah, it's a right. great spot. Like so it's your first gig, people yeah, came. 150 people see you. Yeah. 100. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and I did 20 minutes of my script, and then I just went off the cuff for yeah. the remaining hour, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so we did well, an hour. I was up there for an hour and 20 that's minutes. Unbelievable! Your first gig. Yeah, I was just targeting people. Like it was just there was locals there as well. Yeah. Like my my mates and all that, and and obviously my family all came as well. And I was just taking the mick out of everyone. And then the day after, I was thinking, I'm going to be in the Apollo soon. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to do that. And that, that yeah. was not the case whatsoever. Like, I went, did my leaving cert, would 
shell out the odd video or two like this was kind of before social media was around but this was before like social media content yeah became popular a few years before that even so we went to college i did my thing i worked in retail in diesel and swords fashion retail i worked in for a couple of years um finished up my course and all that malark did a j1 and everything um and then I started posting videos again, and they kind of mm. they 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 gained a bit of momentum and a good bit of traction. And that was on YouTube, was it? YouTube and Facebook. Right. Facebook was the, was the one that really just hit it off for me at the beginning. Right. Um, it was when Conor McGregor came along. That's when. Yeah. It, like, that was my window of opportunity. I had all of these other impressions I'd been doing for years, yeah. but I never really got much, they never really got that much attention. Mm. And then 2015 comes along and you're like, everyone remembers that year. That was just Conor McGregor's, he just exploded onto the scene, yeah. like in, in sports and popular culture and everything. Yeah. So I did the impression of him and that just gained so much ground. Um, and then I managed to like quit my job and everything. Wow. At, at that point I was working in Tommy Hilfiger well, I didn't actually manage. No, it was more so over. It was more so a risk, quitting my job. Um, like I, I think a week after I quit my job in Tommy Hilfiger, um, I got a call from Joe.ie to do a bit of work for them. So I ended up working for so them, sit for six months. Um, it didn't really. Pa- I don't think they 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 didn't really understand how to work with me. Like I I mm. like I was involved in some of the best content. That they pro- that they produced, hmm. like I was, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember the Euro song with O'Neill and Keane? It was like a re a remix of Islands on the Stream. All oh, right, okay. And it was yeah, like we, yeah. we we put that out and it got millions of yeah, views for yeah. the Euros. Yeah, you know, and there was like Gary Carroll, right, who worked on it, and a fella called Christian von Strenghair. Right, they did it like, what was the what they did with the videos? They would like attach the character's head to different. Oh like yeah. yeah. Stay superimposed. It's it's become such so a popular really thing. good yeah. editing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And that we, we did jingles and songs and everything. Yeah. But it just like when I worked in Joe, I was sitting in an office five days a week. And that's not what a com- like a comic or an impressionist no. does. You're not in there to just, like they didn't know what to do. They were like, Oh, you know, just sit there and maybe look at a couple of interviews from Jurgen Klopp. I'd be like, Okay. Yeah, you know? and it's kind of a sterile so environment to be doing. I'd be that. used, yeah. yeah. They'd use me like I'd be used two or three times a week. So I'm there thinking, there's no point in me coming in Monday to Friday. Yeah, just use me when when you need me. Yeah, but uh, I, I left there and um, yeah. I kind of thought, no, listen, let's let's try do this on my own. And yeah. I um, a lot of things picked up. Gigs were starting to pick up. Yeah. Um, I was doing a lot, like my football impressions were starting to gain a lot of traction. Um, And that led me to do loads of things in Manchester. Yeah. You know, led me to do gigs in front of the the class of 92, like Skulls, Gigs, Neville, like I performed in front of them. Wow. And yeah, across from Old Trafford and Hotel Football. Mm. Like, and like, it's just, it it flew, you know, and then. Are you doing impressions of them? And they're watching I did Gary Neville. And he's watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he likes it. Is that it intimidating? Ah, yeah. It's very intimidating. Yeah. Like, especially when I did it in front of McGregor, it was so intimidating. Because yeah. he hates the impression. 
He can't stand it. <laughs> really? He said it to me. He goes, I don't like the impression you do with me. He goes, but I look, I, I, he goes, but I really like the other ones you do. But the one you do with me, he goes, I know my own voice. That sounds nothing like me. <laughs> yeah, know? but it's obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? For anybody to see their own impression, they're, you're probably picking on something. Of course. Yeah, if I was to do a, like a Joe Rooney impression, you'd be like, yeah. no, I don't sound like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and I'm sure I'd, like, actually, Somebody did an impression of me, a mate of mine, he's a barber. He was fucking, the little fucker was practicing me for weeks. Really? And I came in, he goes, Al, what do you think of my impression of you? And he started doing it in front of all the lads in the shop. Like, I have the crack in there. And like, I was like, you little bastard. <laughs> That's amazing that someone did that. But then I'm like, yeah, Jesus, Al, how do you think all those other people feel when you're impersonating yeah. them? <laughs> yeah. I've only, I've done Shane McGowan to Shane McGowan. Oh, did you? <laughs> He was there looking at it. He seemed he was laughing away. Yeah, ah, yeah. You like know. some people laugh at it. Some people, yeah. but McGregor just didn't laugh at it. No, <laughs> I, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> you know. Oh, how did you do uh, Ferguson? Because he's got that weird way of oh, making uh, a. a it's very much like that, and as a govern, as a part of Scotland called Govan, he speaks very much like that, and it kind of slews his words a little bit too. And that oh, bit is that L's are not uh, are they weak? No, they're weak. They're quite quite weak as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, you know. And the T's as well. The yeah. T's aren't there too. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. That was one of the first ones. Yeah, right. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Ferguson and and Sterling and Mourinho. Everyone was impersonating Mourinho. Mourinho was just the go to guy. He still yeah. is the the people everyone impersonates, you know. Yeah. And Dunphy as well, like Gary Cook has been doing Dunphy for God right, knows, yeah. like for so many years as well. And is that a bit weird if someone else is doing a, and a like loads of people do Mourinho? Do you feel like you would have to do a different angle on him? Or? Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's a that's there's a good example of that with Mario Rosenstock's Roy Keane. Like, yeah. Mar- I remember Mario telling me he goes like he goes I just added. The, I just added the ha 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 characteristic ah, in just yeah. to just to make just to give it a kind of I don't know to give it a popular kind of niche to to the impression like mm. when people think of Roy Keane they think they think he actually laughs like that and he doesn't, doesn't yeah he doesn't laugh like that but Mario that's what Mario did it was actually a, a, a kind of a, it was a very smart thing that he did with the Keane impression yeah and that that kind of fake laughing yeah you know because you know, I remember Roy met him he goes you don't sound you don't sound like that at all. <laughs> You know, I don't laugh like that either. <laughs> you know, he's looking at him like that. You know? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Did you ever meet Rockine? No, never. No. Petrified. But I, 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 you know what to expect with Roy Keane. That's the thing. He yeah. could he could laugh at it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was in doing a thing once with uh, Mick McCarthy when he was originally oh, yeah. the manager of the Irish team way back. Yeah. And I was doing a character on TG Carr and they said, will you go into the press conference and I looked mental I had a big wig on and it was obviously a wig and a fake mustache and someone in the FAI said yeah you can go in Mm. and then ask questions like you're a reporter and uh, (laughs) I kept putting my hand up and he kept ignoring me right so I was there (laughs) for the whole thing and he didn't he wouldn't take any question right oh my god so then uh, he went to do the radio interviews and there was three stations with their mics up to him and then I came along and I just came along I didn't say it and, and he just turned on me 
He said, my, my job's hard enough without people like you. <laughs> and <then laughs> and the, the other the reporters are going, yeah, yeah. Agree with him. <laughs> I felt like oh, shit. That's brilliant. <laughs> so then, yeah, then someone had a word with him and said, ah, he's okay, he's harmless. Like, he just wants to do a thing for TG Car. And he agreed to, then to do a one-on-one. Yeah. But by that time, I was so nervous. I was sweating <laughs> and my moustache kept falling off. Was, so I had to hold my moustache on with my finger. So I can oh, imagine, I'd imagine that some of these lads, particularly football lads, can get a bit angry. Well, yeah. like if you want an example, I remember I did the the FAI Christmas party um, in 2015. This was when we qualified for the Euros. So everyone was buzzing. And I remember mm. um, the press officer telling me, he goes, now, you know, um, we're pretty certain Martin and Roy are going to be there and, and John will be there. You just, you can't do the Martin impression. You can't do the Roy impression. And I mm. said, what? He says, no, you can't do them. This, they'll, they'll, they'll be offended. I said, how do you know that? He said, mm. oh, we just know they, they'll, they'll be offended. I said, I'm pretty sure they won't be offended. I'm pretty sure mm. that's just... Oh, you know, just in case they get they get offended or something, but I'm not going to be vicious in any way towards mm. them. And you're like, oh, don't do an impression of John as well. John would be there. <laughs> John Delaney. Yeah, John was Delaney. Was yeah, there. yeah. And I remember doing the impression <laughs> of him. I said, "Fuck it!" Like, who was it? Kane and O'Neill. They never arrived. Right, so right. I was like, right. oh well, I can do the impression now. Mm. And they were like, ah, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Oh come on! I was like, oh my god! I said, are you serious? Yeah. You know. What's your John Delaney? Sorry, can I ask you? Uh, well, it, it'll be very much like that, uh, straight to the point. And, 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 and uh, yeah, I can assure you that the FBI have everything under control. <laughs> <laughs> poor old John now. It's, it's <laughs> oh, poor old John, yeah. yeah. No, he's grand, I'd say. He he's grand. He's got a lovely payoff. <laughs> he's fine, Joe. He's grand. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so uh, you got you got brought over to McGregor fight there with your dad, yeah. did you? Yeah, that was, was, was that your first big trip, or that was a huge trip. That was the yeah. first, yeah, uh, yeah. It was a very significant trip in terms of my, like the work that I've done. It was, yeah, it was big. Um, how it all happened? Five, I think five, four or five months before the fight, mm. I got up on stage in Birmingham. Um, in front of Floyd Mayweather and did a, a McGregor impression in front of him and I did Tyson and I did Trump and I did Pesci and De Niro but it was the McGregor impression that, that really got people going mm. because it was um, March 2017 so for about six months they the two of them had been back and forth about you know will will Conor McGregor go up against Floyd Mayweather in mm. a boxing match yeah a, a fight and um there'd been rumours in here and there but this was a few months before it was announced mm. so it, it 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 went big on social media as of today it has I think it has 11 million views on my own page Holy and God. then it has about I think it has about 25 million views on on oh. across all other platforms yeah yeah so yeah it was William Hill reached out to me and they wanted me to do some content over there and the content yeah. I did was just I loved it we yeah. did it. We did. Th- there was two, two big bits of content, and then there was two live videos that I had to do. The first bit of content I did was I had to prank Freddie Flintoff as Conor McGregor. 
Mm. So Freddie Flintoff and Robbie Savage I've had seen that, yeah. a William Hill sponsored podcast. Yeah. I don't know if they do it anymore. And they were like, oh, Jesus, we've got Conor McGregor two yeah. weeks out from the fight with Floyd Mayweather. We've got an interview with him. Yeah. And I had him going for about five, six Amazing. minutes. Amazing. I've seen it. Saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Slagging it. And then he called you. When he found out it was me. As yeah. McGregor, he, he, I don't think he was too Not happy too about happy, it. Yeah. No, he called me a knobhead and everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Savage, Savage was in on it. So yeah. Savage knew. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. Was bra- it was a real it, to set the tone of the kind of content that I was doing. It was it was great. And that I was enjoyed brilliant. it so much. And the second bit of content was me and Eddie Hearn going at us doing impressions because Eddie oh, Hearn is right, actually yeah. a good impressionist. Right, okay. He does yeah. some great impressions of the likes of Chris Eubank and a lot of boxing pundits and, and analysts. Right, So yeah. we were back and forth. At that, I think, what was that? It was in the Wynn Hotel. Yeah. Um, so that was just great fun, like, you know, so mm. it was a really good trip. Yeah, it yeah. Was a, it was a, a trip that I enjoyed very much. Right, know? yeah. And do you think the, uh, the fact that the Irishman film came out yeah. brought back... De Niro. Oh, you're doing De Niro yeah, anyway. But, oh, yeah. But it, it, you know, younger people mightn't have uh, well, it known was, him that uh, well. It was. It was a big thing for me. Like, I, I Pesci, right? was yeah. producing a lot of content yeah, for yeah. that. Um, I think it was a Pacino. But I did, like, fake press junk at interviews. Yeah. Um, I did Pacino talking about it. And I remember, it was, who shared it the other day? It was Joe Brawley shared it the other day. Really? Yeah, wow. Joe Brawley thought it was great, like... You know, and, mm. and uh, no, that was, uh, I had to seize on that opportunity. Pesci you know? is amazing. I've seen you doing him live. He's the best he's to do so it live. good because you yeah. can just rip into the yeah. audience. Well, it was because Carl, obviously, every, every, if everybody doesn't really know about my set, my set is that I kind of, I do need someone to em- to kind of act as an MC yeah. and an interviewer because I'm doing 40 impressions up there, Yeah, you know, and they kind of interview each character. So I think it was when we did it with Carl Spain, Carl's idea was for me to go down onto my knees as Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, just, that was good. And just bark at the audience, yeah. you know. Yeah, when you see it from the back of the room, because you could just barely yeah. see your head. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you looking at? Come on, come on, you prick. You know, it was very much like that. Um, that was class. I was yeah. amazed that you did so many... Uh, uh, Af- black people I say. Yeah. <laughs> I say African-American African-American right. people right. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no, well not just African-American black uh, British black people as well yeah like yeah, Eubank and yeah, like yeah. Morgan Freeman and, and, and Denzel Denzel yeah. Denzel surprisingly doesn't work live I've never it's never worked live for me but I, when I put it out in social media people seem to love it so there's right. certain there's certain impressions that will work on social media but they won't work in a live setting yeah. You know, like Mark yeah. Wahlberg, social media, people lap it up. Yeah. When it's live, it's kind of like, oh, falls a bit flat. Right, okay. You know, not, not that it falls a bit flat. I will get, I'll, I'll get I love the, wa- the Mark laughs. Wahlberg. To be honest, I didn't know what Denzel Washington sounded like when you were the, so I was going, oh, sure, I don't really know what he, he sounds like. He kind of has different tones to his voice. Yeah. So, you know, one minute he'd be talking like this, he sound like that, okay. It's like he has a sore throat. Hmm? Yeah. And his lips are, are moving freely, as you know, his lips are loose. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah. and, then, and then he always just mouth like, okay. <laughs> he does his laugh, okay, my man, how you doing? Right, right, right. Mm. He does a hmm all the time. Yeah. Know? That was one that I, I really enjoyed kind of learning. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's 
a very popular actor. He's, that must be. He's the lads, lads. He's the lads actor. I like to think of. Right. You know, yeah. All the lads. You know, if, if you ask them, who's your favorite actor? You know, a casual kind of film fan will tell you, "Oh, Denzel Washington, yeah. bleeding deadly." Yeah, they always. I, I just because I remember all my mates just loved Denzel Washington. Right. Oh, you know, man on fire, bleeding deadly in Training Day. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, well, you must get a lot of uh, interest in America then. You must have a huge following then. My Denzel yeah. is so big. Yeah, the, the, yeah. It, well, that would be the vice community in America, the boxing yeah. and MMA community would be. Yeah. Uh, it would be the McGregor impression that actually gets me traction in America. Oh, really? Believe yeah. it or not, yeah. yeah. I have. I've had like I, I have a lot of a lot of new like New Yorkers, Italian Americans that kind of follow me as well for the. The Pesci and yeah, yeah. Pacino and De Niro stuff, they they lap that up. Yeah. Um and Nigeria and South Africa two are two big like big countries outside of Ireland because mm-hmm. of the football. Really? Uh, yeah. But the Premier League over there, it it's enormous. Mm. In Nigeria it's huge. You know, and have you done any of the African players? Have you done impressions? Oh, I might have to try your man, what's his name? Igalo off United now. Yeah. Because he's like, he, he's he, he blowing up on social media. His, really? Yeah, his transfer was huge. Like, right. Because they have such a massive fan base there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know? Because a lot of these accents that, uh, let's say, what's his name, was goalkeeper for uh, Man United, uh, Schmeichel. You mm. know, these, this accent that's kind of a foreign, and then they start picking yeah. up the local accent. Solskjaer. Solskjaer, right. So How for, does that? for example, he there's there's he talks very much like that, <laughs> and then there there has to be a bit of a, a nor, nor Norwegian kind of sound <laughs> to it, and of course you know it's very much, it, it it's one of the hardest impressions I've ever had to do, but you just have to get used to it. You know? Right, yeah. Ah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing stuff. But like, is there something you, you you hook onto that? Like, the only way I could do an impression is to watch an impressionist doing an impression and copy yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? Because watch the person. Do you think? Yeah. But what absolutely. <laughs> but I think you see, you always know the bit to pick out that will yeah. get the laughs. You that know what they I mean? call that the inflection. Yeah, you know the inflection to kind of pick out. And you probably exaggerated a bit, do you? Um. Yeah. Some. I, I'm. I'm. I'm very hard on myself at times. Like I want to, I want it to be spot on and right. At least be, I like at least be eighty to ninety percent accurate. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you can kind of you can caricature impressions as well. But Trump. Right. Trump, for example, you can that can be the most accurate impression, and it can be a caricature as well. That's the beauty of doing Trump. So you know what he's he's he talks like this. Mm. Things are very, you know what we have it all. This this flu, they're all worried about it. Believe me, they're all so worried about it. But and he does he does stuff like that. He does actually do you that. Know, they're yeah. all, but it's it'll be gone. But when the summer comes, when 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 it's a lot more hot, it's gone. It's it's out of here. You know. <laughs> he's, he's fucking hilarious, Trump. But he is. <laughs> I, I I and like my my dad gets infuriated watching him and. and Alison gets infuriated watching him, and I'm just like, no, see something else to him. Yes, he's an idiot, but he's he's actually he's quite very funny, funny as well. You know what he said about the the World Health Organization said three percent or four percent die from three or four percent people who get the coronavirus die. And he went, 
he just said, nah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> he just said, I don't believe, you know, I mean, in my opinion, it's not. <laughs> Did you see the video of him? I think he was, I think he was uh, at the CDC headquarters, mm. something like that. And he, this was after he um, had written the build to give, I think it was 8.3, to donate 8.3 billion to the coronavirus research. Oh, right. And like he was in there with all of these medical experts around him and he had the Keep America Great hat on. <laughs> and he goes, believe me, these, they were so surprised. They, they, they thought that I knew nothing. I know a lot. I know a lot about this stuff. And, and you, you can admit it. And he was looking at them like, you were surprised, weren't you? you were, they were very surprised that I knew all of this. <laughs> like oh my god he's he's just oblivious to how ridiculous he is isn't he well Bernie's the one I'm working on now as well because I I think I I have a feeling it'll be it'll be Bernie Sanders that beats out Joe Biden and he'll go up against Trump I'll tell you what if Bernie Sanders gets in that's a job for it your man from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David. Larry David. Yeah. Oh, he'll be all over that. <laughs> yeah. he'll, and yeah, I, I yeah, think yeah. he does a better impression of Bernie Sanders than Alec Baldwin does a better impression of Trump. Yeah. I think his, because yeah. he's so good at it, like his, you know, it's uh, very much the, the, facial, the facial recognition is, is very much, you know, the United States of America were working towards something. You know, it's very much like that, you know. Yeah, a, yeah. But, but believe me, it's a working progress. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where is he from? Where's Bernie Sanders from? He's from New York. It's New York. Yeah, yeah, New, York. New York. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I hope he gets in just for your sake. Yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I will like Cause, Well, what would Joe Biden be like? I don't know. He's, I, I don't, don't know. know. He's a bit... Bland, is He's it? a bit bland, isn't he? He's a bit yeah. boring. Yeah. Um, I think he's a bit not... of an... I think he's an idiot, to be honest. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think he is a bit of a fool. Oh, all he's got going from is that... He was. He was. Tr- he was Obama's vice- VP. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what he kept mentioning yeah. all the time. Yeah. Oh, he's an idiot. You know, Obama was a lot more active as president compared to him. Like he just kind of went along with what Obama was doing, which I know. Well, was, I think course, Obama just needed a, a, a solid-looking white fella. I mean, when you, yeah, to get in, right? I mean, when you compare, obviously, you have Pence now, who is just a robot. <laughs> Yeah. And Biden, who was also another rope. But then before that, you had Dick Cheney, who was right. he wasn't the vice president; he was the president. Right, running, <laughs> no, running he, the he show. Ran, he ran, oh, the, yeah. whole, well, he ran was, the whole show. Bush is an idiot. What an idiot! Yeah, Bush have you seen his paintings? No, he does paintings now, and they're oh, shit. Well, you know the shit paintings <laughs> you see in a in a charity shop. Mm. They're exactly like that, and he posts them up. He you posts should, them online, yeah, doesn't he? Look at them, they're it's hilarious. Real, it's a real beautiful painting, believe me. <laughs> Best painting you'll ever see. Best painting ever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you should. He's done one of Putin. That's hilarious. It's very funny, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, like, would you say, would, would TikTok have any... Yeah, do I'm that? on TikTok Are you on TikTok? Are you on TikTok? I, I, ha, I am. I've only... You're put... very active on social media, Do you think Joe? so? Yeah, you're very good That's with it. That's very like... nice of you to say, because I'm trying. No, well, I'm a man you're... of my age, you know what no, I mean? But you're always, like, constantly updating your stories on Instagram all the right. time. Like, and you're... And, no, you're very active, which is uh, a good thing. That's like, good. You know? I'm I want to do characters now, you know. I'm going to do a character, yeah. I'm going to go back to doing... I think you should, like, yeah. definitely. Yeah. there's so much to do with it, you know. And it's good crack, I it's suppose. It's good crack And you can do well. it in your kitchen. You know, yeah. Of course, like, if you look at, well, there's, comi- like, comedians like T- Tony Cantwell, 
Yeah. He's on Instagram and he's always doing the different characters. And of course, Enya Martin as well has been doing it for yeah. years and she's also coupling it with stand up. Uh, the dirt birds, they're huge now. Yeah. From doing massive and foil Facebook. arms. Foil arms. Foil, oh, God, they're they obviously, yeah. obviously. Um, purely from social media. You know, that, so well, you that's where they they started. They, they, did they start doing social media or was it live gigs before that? Um, They may have been doing live gigs, but yeah. they were doing tiny. Bit. I remember booking them for a festival and I booked, and it's only like three years ago, I'd say. Mm. And I got them for like 600 euro, the three of them or something. <laughs> Can you imagine? I know, yeah. It's not like, that long ago. Not yeah, and and then they just whoosh, they yeah, went. they're the gold standard. Like they're just, it's just a, they're so organized. Like every Thursday they have that sketch up. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, and they're the most like, so so many comedians do kind of the the Irish mammy, but I think their portrayal of of the Irish. I think one of the Shans, there's two Shans. Yeah, one of the Shans plays the Irish mammy. Yeah, and the way he does it is just. It's so accurate. Yeah. It's unbelievably accurate, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And one of the ones that went huge, they were actually going over, they were booked to do the Kansas City Irish Festival and they had so much hassle getting their visas. They did an amazing yeah. sketch about all the questions you have to answer yes. getting yeah. a visa. And that went huge in America yeah. as well. Mm. So you just don't, like, do you find that you don't know what's going to go huge uh, online? Oh, you, you think don't you have know. something amazing and that doesn't, Take off and then oh, something. Oh, constantly like content, like oh, film and content. Yeah, like mm. I could make this piece of content and think this is gonna be fantastic. I I I hope this goes viral. Like ah, mm. it will. It's so good. It will. I'm so I, yourself. You're so happy with it, and then you put it out and it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, p- people are people will tell you, oh, it's great, you know. But it, it just doesn't get the traction that you want. Yeah. And you could put up a silly little video of you just holding the phone in front of yourself, doing yeah. a one impression, and it goes fucking nu- like nuclear viral. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just weird the way social media works. Yeah, I've heard that from uh, uh, Sue Collins from the Dirtbirds as well. One of the biggest ones they had, they she's saying, oh, they just needed to put something out because they put something out once a mm. week and they hadn't that in proper rhythm. <laughs> And it went huge. When he, they, didn't, yeah. they didn't even write it. They just That's messing. mad. So well, what I do on TikTok now, and, and I did a video mm. on TikTok where I did 10 impressions in a minute. And that's gone. That's got half a million views, so that's getting me a bit of traction on TikTok. All now. right, yeah. Yeah, and I've got a couple of followers, but you can g- gain followers on that so easily from yeah. just one video. Yeah. yeah I got six, I'm up to 16,000 followers on that now. So that's my main focus. Right. T- well, TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, Facebook unfortunately is is gone. Is it? It's just gone. Like it's you don't get the traction that you once that, right that, that I, I did. I don't anyway. And is it because it, it's a no? Is it for old people now? Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Anyone yeah, who's listening to this, if you're on Facebook, negative people, you're there's out. a lot of negativity on this. There is. There it's is. become very toxic. There like, is actually, and I get a lot of that negativity. I've got. My most negative comments first. Oh. Just I just put up a bit of stand up <laughs> the other day because I'm doing a bit of a few yeah. gigs. Somebody goes with a full stop between each word as full stop funny as full stop a headache full stop. You know just a yeah. And you go why? You know why? Uh, uh, well, I've been putting out the content now for the last year on Facebook, and it's all my priority. Every time I would finish up a video and edit it, mm. I'm like first Twitter first. 
then Instagram. And then, because you'd have to edit it for Instagram because they're one minute videos. Yeah. Where you could put it up on IGTV. But if it's a landscape video on Instagram, it's a bit of a headache with IGTV. Oh, yeah. They cut a bit off it. Re- yeah, cut it, make it off. It so score, you have to yeah. find a way to yeah. to make it like that, you know. Right. Um, and then Facebook would be dead last. like. Right. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Facebook. Yeah, they'd be, uh, yeah. Wow. And, and Facebook's B- my biggest Bebo. <laughs> Facebook is my biggest is my biggest um, platform. Yeah. I have three hundred thousand on Facebook. Yeah. But so it's dwindling. Yeah. Negative. It's just negative and yeah. same old impressions you get all the time, like <laughs> really yeah. no, I'll get same old impressions, but I've just added in a new one there. But they'll say same old impressions because yeah. they're in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's mad. That's right, yeah. I've never seen a con. Yeah, there was a comment on one of my stand. Still doing that stuff again, are you? And I was going, no, well, that actual video is from five years ago. That, do you know what I mean? So I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. But, you know, someone's just picked, someone's just saw it. They're just, it's <laughs> just yeah, like, they're just, oh. <laughs> it's like they thrive on something, to, you know, the negativity. Yeah, it is weird. You know, and they love it. It's it's kind of sad. It, it, it is. Isn't it? Yeah, Because yeah. I look at Facebook and then I see all the, the, the news articles and you click in. Like, and it's just pure negativity. Yeah. Like this. And, oh, giving out. Just giving out. If you want Twitter to, is the same as well. If though. you want to see giving out, go hashtag coronavirus Ireland. Oh. It's just unbelievable. It's it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious as well. And <laughs> yeah. it's obviously, Why don't they know, stop all the flights from stop Italy? Stop all the Come flights on. from Italy, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's yeah, it's it's madness. We're yeah. all in such it's such a massive panic at the minute yeah it is and and the, and the media is not helping that situation whatsoever they're lapping it up yeah you look at sky news and they are just all over that coronavirus COVID yeah. 19 and of course it is it is like it's like it's, you're not gonna laugh about it you know it is kind of it's it's a concern but yeah. jesus they are really milking it at the minute yeah you know like yeah sky news especially and it's led to panic and i, I was listening was it I was just listening to news talk. I don't know what show it was, but there was a guy on and he goes, look, I'm no expert on this. I'm not a medical expert, but I, I'm, you know, I can point out what the media are doing here and they're panicking people and people shouldn't be panicked so mm. much, you know, and it's kind of like we've become so self-obsessed people yeah. in general with social media and all that. We're so self-obsessed that it's like this coronavirus thing is like a fucking, it's like some sort of mental drug. You know, that we want to panic about it. We want we to want have... that panic. We want, you know... Yeah, it's yeah people like the idea people of... People like it, yeah. Of, 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 of it's the end of days and we're yeah. all going to be locked inside. I, I'm not, listen, I'm, yeah. cons- I'm not going to say that I'm not... Because I am concerned. I have an underlying... I would say my pacemaker would be an mm. underlying health condition. So I'm kind of unsure of how, how I'll fit in. But, yeah. uh, you know... It's simple. Just wash your fucking hands. And you wash your hands. That's yeah. all, you know. Yeah. Just wash your hands and just be vigilant. There was a girl you know? uh, on Instagram who's kind of a, a blogger. So she'd yeah. be giving people advice on health issues. And she put up a post that said, uh, first of all, it said, don't panic. Then it said, uh, stock up on water and wipes and seeds. Make sure you have loads of seeds so you can plant your own vegetables. <laughs> I was like... What the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck 
And don't panic. <laughs> that's fucking I am legend. Like that's yeah. That's that kind of panic, you that's know. That's what people want. <laughs> yeah. uh, so what are you up to these days anyway? Are you, are you There's a couple a couple of gigs some here and there, like I'm mm. I'm doing I'm doing a couple of dinners like with footballers, that's what I would do yeah. across, you know. Um mm. over in the UK. Um I'm doing one with Paul Scholes soon enough. Um and then this like m- my whole stick would be mainly like I do corporates. There's no real kind of corporates are kind of what I Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. pick up, you know. And you can't really advertise to him, you know. But yeah, and, uh, you're, you're doing it with Paul Scholes. You're like, you're, yeah. he's, he's on stage with he's you. He's on stage. He, he'll be he'll be interviewed, and then I'll be on before wow. him or after him. Yeah. So there's a good there's a good few things just with football, and then like I've a, there's a, um a little there's a few bits coming up now with the Euros. Yeah. The Euros coming up. There's a potential thing with RTE there. Please God, yeah. if it goes through, and then there's. Do you um, do any other MMA apart from McGregor? Do you, oh yeah, you, like you know, yeah, other boxing ones and all that. Uh, like Tyson Fury. Yeah, of course, it's Tyson and Fury. Mike yeah, Tyson, yeah. and you know, yeah, there'd be a few more other MMA mm. impersonations that I that I would do, mm. but um, but yeah, that's there's a few bits. I think there is. We're planning a couple of things for the Euros mm. as well. Would you do? Uh, have you ever acted in films or anything like that? Or I have, you, yeah, a short film, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's yeah, that? It was called Kubrick by Candlelight. Right. And I really enjoyed it. It was. Oh, like Kubrick, the director about Kubrick. But Stan, Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Kubrick when he f- when he filmed um, what was the name of the fucking film? Oh, he did one that was shot by Candlelight. And it was ran out of the country. Light. It was. Um, Brian O'Neill was in it. It wasn't Duel, because that's a different one. But it was about, it was set it was, in those yeah. days. <laughs> the feckin' When people dueled. Brian O'Neill, and it was shot. Yeah. In, shot in Ireland? Yeah, in Waterford. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I played a local. Right, um, cool. Extra in the movie, like that's, but I was the, the the main character who was fictional. They were all fictional characters within the setting of the Stanley Kubrick's film being filmed in Waterford, but right. it, was, it was a it was an interesting. So when you're doing an acting, like it's how different to that is doing an impression, or are you doing? Do I you, love it. Do you think of someone that you're, yeah, taking off? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. little like I did a Waterford, so I my character kind of spoke like that, and then I realised when I was watching it back, it's like. I'm doing a Ronan O'Gara impression. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I am, yeah. So I said, you know what, I may as well. <laughs> the name of the character wasn't Ronan O'Gara. I think the name of the no. I forget the name of the character. Yeah. But it was, it was great, like, and I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Yeah. You know, it was a great experience. And it is something that I would like to do. Yeah. A bit more acting, you know. Did you audition for that? Or is it uh, you no, gave it your he approached cast? Me. Yeah. The director approached me. Um he was a big fan of seeing the videos and he said, yeah. would you like to have a role in this? And I was like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, uh, yeah. Hopefully now you get yeah, me to do more acting. Yeah, you know? hopefully. But yeah. as it stands, like, the, there's, the impressions are the main thing. Building yeah. up my, my audience, you know. Yeah. Is, that's kind of what, I gotta do. <laughs> yeah, the show was brilliant. I'd never seen you before. Bef- yeah. I mean, I'd seen you online, but I'd never seen you before. We did the gigs out in yeah. Dubai, and uh, it was brilliant. Well, I am Amazing. looking. I am looking at trying to work on a on a solo show, like and right doing my own. I, I have. I've done it before. I did Vicker Street in twenty eighteen. Right. Yeah. Um, 
something a little different, kind of a stand up yeah. show. Me on stage for 60 to 70 minutes. You yeah. Know? Uh, hopefully we can get something in the next next year i'd say the next six months to a year right cool you know work on something right and get there you know but as it stands i'm happy doing the the like i'm happy going back and forth to the uk and yeah you know i'm happy enough Ah, yeah Yeah. it's amazing yeah and you're a good crack obviously you're a good crack but we had great crack over in dubai (laughs) it was great to hang out with so we had great crack yeah i mean like as well the the, the decision me me and you were flying home on the saturday oh right and then uh, we were Dennis McGettigan came up to us and asked us, he's are you looking forward to the to the boat tomorrow? And we said, No, we're flying home. He goes, What? He goes, No, no, you are staying and how and now it was me in an, in like a dilemma. I go, Oh Jesus Alison thinks I'm coming home to to her and the baby tomorrow. <laughs> I had to make that phone call. Because oh, we, yeah. we, we like if I missed out on the boat. Yes, it was an amazing trip on the it boat. It was, wasn't it? So it was, amazing. It was just worth it. It was beautiful. There was a boat. few lads, the musicians there. Ah, oh, they were brilliant. They were yeah. amazing. Just weren't they? Playing all these. Pete Fagan and all the lads but, there. Yeah. yeah. It was just great crack, you know. Yeah, it was worth it. But I understand your position. You've got a young baby and I, I, I've yeah. been there myself a long time ago. Where yeah. When you're away in a nice place and you're, oh. you have to ring home. Do you yeah. know what I mean? you got to. I know it's it's like it's not yeah, nice. Yeah, prick. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're here, like yeah. having the crack, you know. Yeah, you but we're working as well. We were working. We were working. Yeah, we were working. We're working. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that nice, in case anyone, <laughs> in case yeah. your wife's listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for chatting to me, Al. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks for having me, bud. Thank you. <laughs> foreign there you can check him out on uh he's 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 on tiktok there's one bit where he does 10 10 impressions in a minute uh he's he's big on tiktok and uh you know facebook he's big online and uh you'll find him al foreign and uh i mean i gotta learn from him i'm trying during this uh um shutdown to be more prominent on social media but it's hard to figure it out like tiktok's insane tiktok is so much rubbish on it you know it's just people dancing in their kitchen i mean yeah um but then there's the odd brilliant bit every now and then but you have to wade through a lot of shite uh uh but i've put up stuff and it's like i've i've been on it for i don't know two weeks or something I've got six followers. Like it's sad. Um, I just I don't I haven't grasped it. I I don't know. I think I'm too working on it too hard or something. I think I should put up rubbish. I mean, it just rubbish might work. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try rubbish. See how that goes. Uh, then uh, yeah, and I'm doing like uh videos and sketches and stuff. Putting them up on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram's probably my favorite. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm trying to learn from people like that who've 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 who are really with it on the um, social media. Um, uh, from my perspective, I started off doing live gigs. The 
that's how you made a name for yourself. Now it's completely ch- changed. And then you tried to get on TV, I suppose. You started up in London, you tried to get... Now it's like, no, not live gigs, not TV. Just go on social media and become a fucking star. Be a scammer star. But, I, but, but it's... Mm, but it's not the same as doing stuff for TV. TV, you work on it for ages and and uh, and, and uh, put it up there because you you kind of want to make it look I don't know like you've worked on it and stuff. But on social media, I don't think you work on that and you just think of something and just do it. If you work on something, no one's interested. You can't do anything longer than a minute, or people are like, Rah. next thing ah. So um. I'm doing this. I'm doing podcasts too. I'm still with it, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to be putting out a few in the next few weeks. Uh, I might put up maybe one every three or four days because I've got a few recorded. And I guess people have nothing to do, so you could listen to podcasts. I've got Joe Caulfield. Is a, a Brit, she's a, a British comedian, very good. And a few others. I can't remember who they are. I, they're amazing. They're so amazing. <laughs> okay, see you later. Bye. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.